Teaching Ministry of Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, the Senior Pastor of the Founding of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shapen your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Father, do what only you can do. We are gathered in your presence. It's not by might. It's not by power. It's only by your spirit. And we have come to know that. Father, manifest your glory. In Jesus' name we pray. I don't know what you're expecting tonight, but I'm expecting big. I don't know about you. I am expecting big. If I expect him big, tell two, three witnesses so that when it begins to happen, they will remember that you confessed in the name of Jesus. I'm expecting big in the name of Jesus. I'm expecting big in the name of Jesus. Big in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. <laughs> because our God doesn't do small things. Even the seemingly tiny things he does, they fit into very big things. Our God is a God of details. And he's an awesome God. And we worship him. Hallelujah. Let's start with Psalm 89. Just reading through. Glory be to God in the highest. I said glory be to God in the highest. Amen. Okay, I take it from verse 13. Talking about David. If his sons forsake my law and do not walk in my judgment, if they break my statutes, and do not keep my commandment, then I will punish their transgression with the rod and their iniquity with stripes. Nevertheless, my, thank you Jesus, my loving kindness I would not utterly take from him, nor allow my faithfulness to fear. My covenant I will not break. Nor utter the word that has gone out of my lips. Once I have sworn by my holiness, I will not lie to David. His seed shall endure forever. And his throne as the sun, S-U-N, before me. I stop there. I'm starting from there to just remind you of the fact that when he says, my covenant, I will not break. What he's saying simply is this, whatever I have promised to do in your life, I will so even when the road becomes so clumsy and is cladded with impossibilities, I will do what I have said. Can you imagine he says, his throne will be before me as the sun. What, how did he make? He made the sun. And how, why? You want to know the covenant that he made with the son or he made of the son when he made the son? He said they will be for, for, for the seasons. They will be for times and seasons. 
they will, they will determine the days and they will be for times and seasons. So as long as the earth remains, the sun remains. Until the earth ceases to be. And even when the earth ceases to be, if I, he says, his throne will be, put me that last verse again quickly. His seed shall endure forever. That's too much. His seed indeed will endure forever. How? But you know, today, the seed of David is in every one of us. He's made his home and abode in us. And apart from that, on the throne of spiritual and literal Israel, he remains. I, you know, I asked myself the question. I said, whatever, I don't want any popularity that, or wealth that beyond here is useless. The only way anything you have here can be useful is as you sow it into the lives of people so that it can be perpetrated into generations. The best thing God can do to a man is to give you the privilege of becoming a Christian. Because you tell someone about the Jesus you have and it will affect them. And that person will tell somebody it will affect them. And so your perpetration will be forever. You can imagine when he follows away. Of course, naturally, he follows with ancillaries. What do I mean? Talking to somebody that is ill, I can't go to the hospital, and you have extra. You take go to the hospital. It doesn't mean anything, but that seed will never stop producing for you. Eternity will never forget it. Is somebody hearing me? So you can begin to understand when he says, His seed will be forever, and his throne will be for me, before me, like the sun. Praise the Lord. I said that to say, to introduce what I to say, that. In a setting like this, there can never be an impossibility. I was thinking about this and Jacob said something, he said, we know that when we pray according to his will, he hears us. And then he says something. He said, really, is it possible for a covenant child of God, well, I'm now deducing from what he said, is it possible for a covenant child of God to really want something that God does not desire for him? Maybe in a kind of sense, but by the time you take it to God in prayers, he will sort you out. Can I say it again? I want something seriously. Who do I go to? Who do I know to go to? Say, God, please. Because he knows what is best for me, he will fine-tune it. He will first fine-tune me, my desire, then fine-tune my result, my solution. He's a loving father. You will see that as we go on. I'm preparing you because at the end of this service, we'll all be on the same page. And what is the page? As long as the earth remains, 
there is no impossibility in the name of Jesus I just said that and something I didn't consider just came to my mind it was my mother that said it and it never, it's never left me no matter how gigantic or how difficult the task that God has given you is ask God to show you the seed don't ask for the entire thing God doesn't operate that way say God where is the seed and when you drop the seed in your hand then look for where it should be planted it will become totally unstoppable say what do you mean ask God because there is God he made you, he created you, he assigned you why won't you prosper? Think about it. Why will you not prosper? Except it's not God that assigned you. Oh, will there be a position? Of course there will be. So what's your attitude of position? Say, surely they will gather, but for your sake, because you are towing a divine line, they will fall. Now, with that introduction, turn with me to the book of Mark in chapter 9. That's where we'll just stay for the rest of the evening. But can I ask a question? Is there somebody here who knows? You know that you know that you know that you know that tonight is your night. If you are the one, shout amen. Wow. Glory be to God in the highest. You are probably the one to whom we have all, I mean, for whom we have all gathered. Because God is about to do something for you. I am one of them. In the name of Jesus. From the gospel according to Mark in chapter 9, I want to read from verse 14. Chapter 9, verse 14. And when Jesus came to the disciples, he saw a great multitude around them and the scribes disputing with them. Immediately when they saw him, all the people were greatly amazed and running to him greeted him. And he asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? Then one of the crowd answered and said, Teacher, I brought you my son who has a mute spirit. And whenever it seizes him, it throws him down. I mean down. He foams at the mouth, gnashes his teeth, and becomes rigid. So I spoke to your disciples that they should cast it out. But he could not. He answered him and said, O faithless generation, how long shall I be with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Then they brought him to him. And when he saw him, immediately the spirit convulsed him. And fell on the ground and wallowed, foaming at the mouth. So he asked his father, how long has this been happening to him? And he said, from childhood. So obviously he wasn't a child anymore. And often he has thrown him both into the fire and into the water to destroy him. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. 
Jesus said to him, If you can believe, all things are possible to him who believes. Immediately the father of the child cried out and said with tears, Lord, I believe. Help my unbelief. When Jesus saw that the people came running together, he rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, Deaf and dumb spirit, I command you, come out of him and enter him no more. Then the spirit cried out, convulsed him greatly, and came out of him. And he became as one dead, so that many said, he is dead. But Jesus took him by the hand and lifted him up. And he arose. And when he had come into the house, his disciples asked him privately, why could we not cast it out? Then he said to them, some of these things can be stubborn. This can come out by nothing but prayer and fasting. Praise the Lord. I want us to analyze this story. Praise God. The opening of the story, Jesus had been away. Praise the Lord. And can anybody just quickly remind me where he was before this time? Quickly, quickly, quickly. Quick. Where was he? Because now Jesus just came to them. Where was he coming from? Thank you. Mountain of transfiguration. Glory be to God in the highest. So Jesus was coming from the mountain. And down at the base of the mountain, there was chaos. Anybody ever been on the mountaintop before? We don't live on the mountaintop. But from time to time, uh, we exude the mountain top spirit. But what is it for? It's for the valley. James, Peter, and John. Come on, is somebody hearing me? James, Peter, and John just saw Jesus disappearing into light. Became confused. Wow. And Peter began to say some things he didn't understand. Can I say something quickly? A lot of us sometimes we darken counsel with ignorance. And we think we know. I'm telling you, it's amazing. And they are so much authoritative. Praise God. I say, praise the Lord. You know what, Peter? Peter didn't know. He said, Oh, it's good that we're here. We're going to build three tents for you. Zeal is good. But zeal must be directed or rather ordered by what? Knowledge. If you have zeal a thousand times and you have no knowledge, you create problems. But clearly among charismatic. We have many charismatic ignorant people. Knowledge is key. And when I say knowledge, study. And when you study, the Holy Ghost will help you understand. But you must give in to study. I've seen very serious matter and I see ministers begin to talk and I'm like, God, have, have mercy. This is pure sentiment. Why wouldn't we just go pray first? Say, pray Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost. You created the system, you understand it, help me. Anyway, so he spoke. But whilst he was still speaking on the matter of salvation, 
God turned that from heaven. See? This is my beloved son. You are talking Elijah, Moses. You are equating them with Jesus. No. This is my beloved son. Hear ye him. Forget Moses. Forget Elijah. This is. Anyway, when they were coming down, Jesus said, they don't know me like you know me now. You've seen miracles, but now three of you, you've seen beyond miracles. You've seen me. When I say, as long as I'm in the world, I'm the light of the world. Now, practically, you can see what I'm talking about. Because this light is not just physical. It rules every aspect of humanity and existence. Spiritual, emotional, physical. Now they were coming down, and they were still, you know, wow. Coming down, it was chaos. You remember the story? I was, in, I was away in the field for many months. I was reading my Bible. I was praying in tongues. Ah, I was floating in the air. Then this road, Agigimoto Road, was beautifully laid, laid out. Beautiful, good express. I picked my car from my sister and my brother-in-law in Agigimoto. I was driving down, sinking. Oh, I was still, it was heavenly. By the time I got to Oshodi, one man drove one car. Ah, I didn't know. All of a sudden, I switched. I went after him. Oh my God! I almost knocked him into the river. Holy Ghost, And then I remember, I said, "Oh my God, I'm coming from the mountain. I was floating before. Where is the floating?" I said, oh, "Wow!" I felt so bad, but he comforted me. Your mountain experience, your gym gymness is for the plane. This is where you display who you are. It's in the face of the problem. And so they came, but what was happening? Chaos. And then Jesus saw that there was argument going on. Is somebody here with me? I want to quickly get to where I'm going. And he saw that it was the scribes that were arguing with the disciples. And the people were gathered. You know what one guy said? He said, go and look at that, the meaning of that word properly and see how it is used in Hebrew. He said, that word that they were arguing or they were disputing, he said, actually it means mocking and confronting. Why? The man had brought his son who was demon-possessed and people have gathered when they were trying to cast out the demon. The demon did not get cast out. And then the scribes came to Disgraced them. Came say, What are you doing? And the whole congregation gathered, a multitude gathered, they were watching. And so they were again, You can't do it, it's a lie. Sort of saying that you are out of touch. You are impotent of what you are saying, and you are totally out of touch, out of tune, deceiving the people. The kind of thing that you hear today, some people will be talking concerning the church, but they are making mistakes. They were disputing. They were ridiculing them. That was why when Jesus came, he didn't say, hey, disciples, no. Multitude, no. He talked to the scribes. So what are you arguing with them for? He asked the scribes, what are you discussing with them? Okay. 
But the scribes didn't answer because he knew what they were doing. But the father of the child cried out. This is the situation. I brought my son who has this problem and your disciples could not. Every importance in your life tonight in the name of Jesus it will be healed. Let me say it again. Every impotence in your place of authority, in your place of leadership, in your place of control, every impotence. Today we speak the strength of the Lord in the name of Jesus. If that is the only thing you are going to take out of this place today, it's worth it. It's worth it. In other words, if you are supposed to be the, 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 the CEO, but somehow, no, 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 you are just there by name. No, you are assuming your real place. You are to be the wife, but you are just there by name. You are assuming your real office. If you are to be the, the husband and you are being, you, know, you are just being a pushover, you are assuming your real place. If you are to be the parent, but no, 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 your student will even slap. No, you are assuming your real place in the name of Jesus. I see everywhere that you have been impotent in your life, in your calling, you are assuming the real place in the name of Jesus. Is somebody hearing me? This night is different. So he answered him and said, Oh, faithless generation. After hearing what the problem was, Oh, faithless generation, how long shall I bear with you? How long shall I bear with you? Bring him to me. Now, he was asking the scribe, come on, somebody here with me. The father of the boy replied. The Bible said he answered him. But he didn't address him. He addressed the generation. I would sincerely think that he was talking to both the disciples who were struggling and of course, the father of the boy, the scribes, and the multitude who were again were on the side of the scribe because, ah, uh-uh. so he said, Bring him. As soon as they brought the boy, guess what happened? Right before Jesus, the spirit seized him, convulsed him, tore him, and smashed him. I don't care how horrible it has become recently, it's the last. In the name of Jesus! For daring you, the blood of Jesus will prove himself in your life and situation. In the name of Jesus. Before Jesus, he told the boy, tore him and threw him down. At that point, put it up, put it up, put it up, put it up, quick, 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 quick. I fell on the ground, foaming in the mouth, next verse. So he asked the father. Now, when that was happening, Jesus turned to the father and said, so how long has this been? I'm sure the mockers. Huh? From childhood. Okay, next verse. And then the brother went on the story again. You know, he now says something. No, go back. But if you can do anything. He was talking to Jesus. But if you can do anything, have compassion on us and help us. This is mixed. In the first place, why did you bring your child? He brought the child because he was looking for healing, for solution. 
He brought the child to Jesus. But unfortunately, Jesus was not on the scene at that time. But his disciples were there. But was it wrong for them to have tried? I'll prove to you that it wasn't wrong. Are you here with me? If you look at this same scripture, go to the account in the book of Luke. It's in Luke chapter 9. And Luke chapter 9 opened with Jesus sending the twelve out and giving them power over every power of the devil. And they went about healing. Come on, put, put Luke 9 quickly. I want you to see something. Then he called his twelve disciples together and gave them what? Power. And what? Authority. Over what? All demons. And to what? Cure diseases too. He sent them to preach the kingdom of the, the, the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. Uh, four. And he said to them, take nothing for the journey. Neither stop nor... Yes. Do not have to tunic a piece. Therefore, whatever house you enter, well, okay, do eat whatever they said before you and do not depart. Yes, and whoever will not receive you there, when you go out of that city, shake off the dust. Yes, six. Uh, so they departed. Come on, they departed and went through the towns preaching what the gospel and what I can't hear you. I can't hear you. Now, because you are in Luke 9 and we're reading Mark 9, let me let you see that this same story is here. Go to 37. Good. Now it happened. That same look now. Come on, everybody. Are you here with me? The same look now. Now it happened on the next day when they had come down from the mountain that a great multitude met him. Next verse. Suddenly a man from the multitude cried out, Teacher, I implore you. Look up. Uh-huh. So he sees the same story. Now, when they brought, when he brought them, to, or brought him to Jesus, Jesus was in there. Disciples were there. Were they capable? Yes. You're not answering me. Yes. You're not answering me. Yes. Were they capable? Were they capable? Yes, Were they capable? Yes, but did it happen? No. So when he was speaking, he was addressing the disciples and addressing the scribes and even the multitude and even the father of the boy. I mean, how long will I bear with you? Then bring him here. And when they brought him, he told him and hey, <laughs> now as far as the world was concerned, it was an impossibility. That was like we were making mockery of the disciples. It was an impossibility. Then he asked the boy, the boy's father, and that was the time I thought they were like, we shall see. You will see. In Jesus' name, you will see. Him. Then as he was still coming down from the mountain, yeah. go back to Mark 9. Yes. When Jesus saw the people coming running together, what did he do? He rebuked the unclean spirit, saying to it, What? Deaf and dumb spirit. What did he say? I command you. Come out of him. Enter him no more. Hallelujah. Yeah, that was Jesus. If it was disciples or if it was you and I, we say, you deaf and dumb spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus. Come out of him and enter no more. Glory be to God in the highest. And then the next verse. Then the spirit cried out. See what happened again. He convulsed him greatly. But he came out. <laughs> and came out and he became one as dead. Let me just stop there for this. The place I'm taking is this. He said, if you can do anything, have compassion on us. Help us. Then Jesus replied from King James, New King James, if you can believe. But hear what the Akefor said and the pulpit come, come, I mean, almost all commentaries and all teaching books I read, I mean almost all, said the same thing. Uh, Mark 9. Listen to what he says. 
If you can, the question can be understood this way. Is that what you said? The way Jesus answered. Say, if you can, have compassion. If you can. Jesus replied, if you can. Jesus' exclamation picks up the doubting words of the Father. The question deciding the issue is not Jesus' power. It is man's faith. It's like, uh-uh. You are asking me if I can. Don't you know that there is no impossibility on earth? If I can. Now, the difference between him and the leper was, if you will, heal me. Jesus said, I will be healed. He said, if you can. Jesus said, if you can. But, all, but everything is possible to him that believe. So the problem is not if I can. The problem is if you believe. Because as far as the earth is concerned and I, Jesus, come on, in the beginning was the word, the word was with God, and the, and the word was God. All things were made by him. And without him was nothing made that was made. And you are telling him if you can. So I paused a moment there and I look at some other areas. For example, I look at Luke chapter 1 in verse 37 where the angel says something concerning the birth of Jesus. Speaking to Mary. You know what the angel said to Mary? Clearly, let me just quote it. Luke 37, put it there. Quick, 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 quick. What? Come on, somebody shout it out. And you know what led to that? You give back to a child. I'm not married. Who's talking marriage? That's the system I made. I can bypass it. So why are you now trying to make... With God, nothing is impossible. And if you don't understand, father of the boy, you are standing before Daisy. God! If you can, if I can, it's not always if I can. If you can believe... And yet another place, again, talking about possibility. Let me just quickly pick it for you before I begin to close. Remember the story of the rich young ruler? Now I went to Jesus in Matthew chapter 19. Matthew 19, 23. Quick, 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 quick. I want you to see. I want you to understand that as far as this earth is concerned, there is no impossibility in the name of Jesus. How be it we are two express impossibilities is because one, one of the reasons may be this. Maybe I don't need to go in that direction. But if I must go in that direction, God is calling me in that direction and it's seeming impossible. Then I will show you the principles here. There are no impossibilities. Then Jesus said to him, to his disciples, assuredly, uh, I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter into the kingdom of heaven. Why? Because he had told them, the man said, I have obeyed all the laws and was very rich. Guess what Kenneth Copeland said? He said, you know why he was rich? He has obeyed the laws. Yes, he was given all the tithes, he was given all the offering, he was given everything, he was obeying all the law. And if you obey the law, you'll be rich. So he said, now, so what can I do now to enter? Really? Are you serious? Yeah. Okay, fine. Go and sell everything you have. And distribute to the poor. And come and follow me. Huh? Did I hear where? 
And that's why motives are very important in everything we do. When you made all your money and your wealth and you're enjoying it and you are doing all the, now you want to show off even to Jesus. You now went to Jesus and now, what, 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 can, what am I supposed to do? Abba. Can I impress men to a place where I will impress God? The only way I can impress God is if I keep his commandments. Can I show off so much to men and I'll not show off to God? Abba. Abba. Jesus said, really? You know the commandment? He said, I've done all. Wow. Jesus said, I'm impressed. Okay. Go sell everything you have. Distribute to the poor. Then come and follow me. Ah. The man didn't answer. He just went back. But the disciples were watching. Then, quick, quick, come. Then, 21. Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell all what you have and give it to the poor and you are, then you have treasures in heaven and come follow me. 22 now. But when the young man had that saying, he went away sorrowfully for he had great possessions. 23. Then Jesus said to his disciples, assuredly I say to you that it is hard for a rich man to enter the kingdom of heaven. But you know that if you are rich in Christ, you will enter heaven. Because it is in Christ you make your wealth and your wealth is for the kingdom. So, okay, but, but really what he was saying was true. That is the man that will pursue his wealth as against pursuing Jesus. Okay. 24. And again I said to you, it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Uh, they will explain to you that the eye of a needle is like a small gate that you do when you open the big gate, the small one you open, you know, not really needle, but whether you say needle and thread. Mm-hmm. When I say that, but they say that one from the explanation I read, said that rich men will come on camels, load everywhere on the camel, So when they get to that gate, they must offload everything for the camel to pass before they can come. And they don't want to do that. So it's difficult for them when they come. Your camel can pass, your load can pass. But anyway, Call it needle and trade, it doesn't matter. When the disciples heard it, they were greatly astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? Hear Jesus. But Jesus looked at them and said to them, With men, this is what? But with God? Now, the reason I'm going this far is there is no impossibility you can conjure on earth in Christ. There is no possibility. Any way you look at it, there is none. I don't know what the hardest problem you are facing is tonight. I want you to come to that page with me in the name of Jesus before we anoint you. With God, nothing is impossible. And the Holy Ghost is here. Let's put him to trial. I feel the fire now. Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo, I feel the fire. Let's put him to try. Nobody will make a mockery of our God. In the name of Jesus. Anywhere they have been laughing at you, the turn around has started. 
in the name of Jesus. But this is the starting point. Know that with the God you serve, nothing is impossible. Now you can begin to appreciate if you can believe. All things are possible. Wow. Makotorobo Shanda Baba. Let me make one or two comments before I conclude. I'm closing my conclusion. Somebody said, what if that man, okay, why, why, why? Why did that man get to that place where he said if he can believe in the first place? When he left his home, it was because he believed. But because he came and met a situation where it was not possible and it was becoming even a ridicule, his faith was affected. More so, much more when Jesus now came, he extended that feeling and that scenario to Jesus, and that was an insult. You know what that tells me? I know you are a fine Christian. That your born again is not in question. How do you define your company? If your company is, is the company of mockers, you are looking for trouble. Blessed is the man that works on the council of ungodly. No matter how much Jim Jim you are, if all those who surround you are just a no, they make a mockery of the thing that is of utmost important, importance rather than your life. How can you, how can you win? I look through the Bible, you know what God does? When he says that your faith is really strong and you are believing him and you are sorry by that, he will look for a way to remove you from there. It was what he had experienced that he was not projecting to Jesus. I don't care how many times you have failed. Can we start on a new page today? Somebody shout the blood of Jesus. Woohoo! Someone shout, Holy Spirit! Say, glorify Jesus. I see miracles in the name of Jesus. Remember, what we are looking at is covenant possibilities. Whatever Jesus has concluded for you through his death and resurrection can never be an impossibility in your life again in the name of Jesus. I'm telling you, whatever he has settled, how can, why should that be an impossibility again? God forbid, I feel the fire. I feel the fire. Is he healing? Perhaps I've been believing God. This is the time to start believing again. Until the result comes. Is it poverty? Is it lack? Is it trouble marriage? Is it troublesome children? Is it a need that seems elusive forever? Can you believe again? Can you trust again? Or are you giving up? Thank God Jesus came. That man would have given up. The boy would have died like that. But Jesus came. But he's here now. Oh, I feel the fire. Oh, wow, wow, I feel the fire. Somebody, you see, something has changed about your thinking. Because now you know that as far as God is concerned, are you hearing me? There are no impossibilities on earth. In the name of Jesus. And it is in him we live, we move, and we have our being. Come on. The Bible says the fullness of the Godhead bodily dwells in him and Taiwo is completed. Uh-uh. 
In the name of Jesus, I'm completing it. <laughs> oh, turn around in Jesus' name. Turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around, turn around in the name of Jesus. Total turn around in the name of Jesus. So you see, you need to watch your company. It's not enough to say, I'm a Christian, I'm tongue speaking. Watch the company you keep. What kind of company should you keep? Those who believe. Be in the company of believers. Those who believe that God is still doing it. The Holy Ghost is real. Those who believe that the blood of Jesus is as perfect as it was. And he's still alive today. I mean it. Don't join the naysayers. They will affect your faith. So thank God Jesus came. And Jesus changed the situation. But the, the, the important thing was that he left for such a company before he was met by a distraction. But thank God for Jesus. When Jesus said, if you can believe, all things are possible. Say to yourself, say Jesus name. All things are possible in my life. In Jesus' name, all things are possible in my life. In the name of Jesus, all things are possible in my life. In the name of Jesus, all things are possible in my life. In my life, there are no impossibilities. In the name of Jesus, in my life, there are no impossibilities. There are no impossibilities. There are no impossibilities. In my life, there are no impossibilities. In the name of Jesus, no impossibilities. In the name of Jesus, no impossibilities. It's a mindset you must assume. You must get there. That's what it means to live by faith. What are we saying when we say live by faith? That is, all he has done for me, they are true. And as far as my life is concerned, they are coming to pass. One after the other. In the name of Jesus. I don't even ever want to think some may not. No, no, no. May not what? Glory be. Oof. By Sunday, some people have testimonies in Jesus' name. Tonight, some people have testimonies in the name of Jesus. You will get home and there will be a turnaround in the name of Jesus. Tonight. That's what it means to be a Christian. To expect what he, has, what he said will be to be. To continue to be. To start to be. That's all. So when he said that, the man said, put it, I want you to see this. Glory be to Oh, my shatalabo. Ha, ha, ha. Watch this. Jesus said to him, if you can believe all things that are possible to him, who believes? Next verse. What's that first word? After Jesus said, what word is this? Come on, help me now. This is describing who? The father of the boy. Immediately, the father of the child did what? Cried out. The father of the boy said, oh, okay, I believe. No. The father of the boy did what? Cried out! The father of the boy did what? Cried out! And what was he crying out saying? With tears, see? Cried out with tears. Said with tears, Lord, I what? I believe! And then he said what? Help my... Listen, listen to me. If you can believe. So why is it not happening? Maybe the problem is my believing. He cried out. He said, ah, you mean I believe? Then suddenly, 
his inadequacies hit him. Knock him on the face. So my goodness. Wow, it's my believing. Okay. Ha! No, ah, no, no. I'm not going back with this child this way. I believe! Ah! Then what did he do? He'll turn back to the same Jesus. Help my unbelief. You know what I wrote down? You know what somebody said? It caught my attention. He said, he cried out to him, who knew how to inspire what he himself is demanded of you? I don't know what God requires of you that you know you don't have. And he's disturbing you tonight. You want to cry out to him. And I looked for scriptures. He said, after all, it is God that works in you, but to wear and to do of his good plan. I read further. Without me, you can do nothing. So before you begin to make your excuses, make your inadequacies the excuses for impossibilities, come on, wake up! A thousand and one excuses does not give you the answer. If God says this is it, that's what it is. If I can't get it, help me, Lord, help me. Oh, Lord, oh, help me. I need you, Lord. What is the inadequacies of your life that is stopping you? Because truth is this, there are no impossibilities. You know how Paul wrapped it up? He says, looking unto Jesus. Just keep, look, look. You, look, look at him again. Look at him again. Keep on. And you hear Paul saying the same thing. You want to know the secret? He said, keep on looking unto Jesus. If only you can believe. He said, woo. I believe. Oh my goodness. Help my own belief. At that point, the cry of the man attracted the mockers. They were running to the place. When they got there, they saw the boy. Jesus said, I command you, come out. <laughs> By the time they came, they said, ah, he's dead. Mockers will be mockers. But they will forever be wrong. In the name of Jesus. Then Jesus took the boy. At that point, all of them like, okay. In the same place we are the thought they are making a mockery of Christianity. They will bow to your Jesus. Shall we rise? Tell your neighbors, no impossibility in my life. In the name of Jesus. Woo. Any limitation in your lives? Any, I feel the fire. Somebody shout the blood of Jesus. Any limitation that has been plaguing your life, I say broken now. In the name of Jesus. Yes, all over you, all over you, all over you, every one of you, every one of you. In the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, all over the hall. In the name of Jesus. See, it's a lie of the devil. He doesn't want us to know this. In Christ Jesus, there is no limitation. No impossibilities. In Jesus' name. So go forth enjoying your life. In Jesus' name. Oh, we're just doing, just saying the truth of his word to ourselves. That's all. It will never leave you again. He said to him, say, get out and come no more. I say so, I say, get out and come no more. In the name of Jesus. Go in peace.
We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Odukoya, please contact us at the Founding of Life Church, 12th Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries of Town Planning Way in Lupeju, Lagos. P.O. Box 698, Shemolu, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you and God bless you. Thank you.